Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad for Podgo. I recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O co. Don't forget to add our podcast, Chatter from the Cheap Seats, from the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. If you have a show, go to Podgo. Today is December 1st, first day of the month, and we have an absolute banger of an interview for you guys. I'm Jack. Sitting next to me is Ori. Sitting next to Ori is Sammy. I just lied about all of that because we're on Zoom social distancing, but we have such a good interview. This is by far our best interview yet. You have to listen to all of this. It's about, we did it with Brennan Davis, who's a highly touted prospect in the Cubs organization. Now, Sammy, being our resident Cubs fan, is going to hype him up a little bit before we give you guys the interview. But before he does that, Ori, what did you think about this interview? Because we just wrapped it up. I thought it went well. What did you think? Best interview ever? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we yeah, as you said, we just wrapped up the interview. It was super, super fun. Um, Brennan is just an amazing, uh, baseball player, obviously. Um, but also really a cool guy to talk to. Um, yeah. So we talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting stuff, um, gives us a a new take because our last minor leaguer was a pitcher. So now we have a hitter, a really good outfielder, just a total package with this guy. So I'll let, uh, Sammy take the wheel on this yeah, one because I know he really likes it. I mean, Brennan Davis is the real deal, and it was just so fun to be able to talk to him on this podcast. I'm a Cubs fan. He's been in the system for, like, you know, two years now, three years now, and he's just a beast. I mean, he's one of – he's a rare talent because he hits for contact and for power. He does not strike out much, but he also hit eight home runs in only 50 games. He is an incredible talent a great defensive outfielder, and we talk about all this in the interview, so definitely make sure to check it out. But like Ori was saying, the thing that almost impressed me the most about him is just he's a great guy, a smart guy, and, you know, the Cubs have this thing. They draft really solid people. Like, you know, obviously they're great baseball players, but – and Brennan kind of mentioned this. Like, they draft people who have good character, and it was evident that Brennan was one of those guys. He had phenomenal character – so fun to be able to I mean, talk to us on this podcast and we'll probably be seeing him in the big leagues very soon, maybe next year, maybe 2022. So you guys definitely have to check out this interview. It was fun for us. It'll be fun for you to listen to. Also, if you're a high school baseball player, like all three of us are, Brennan gave some advice to high school baseball players like he once was. So just a really fun time um, and just so grateful that he came on the podcast. So definitely listen to the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Sammy, you said uh, maybe he'll be in the big leagues uh, this year, maybe 2022. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, that's basically like a year, a little bit over a year yeah, away. Man, that is crazy. He, he is coming up fast. He is, he's going to, and he, he, once he gets there, he is going to be the real deal. I and he's young too. I mean, so he's young. only 20, 21 years old, I think. Well, I mean, like Sammy said, like Ori said, like I said, this is the best interview we've ever done. We would really appreciate it if you listen to all of it. And with that being said, here is Brennan Davis of the Chicago Cubs. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Sammy Krimstein, joined with Jack Feldman and Ori Yachin. And today on Chatter from the Cheap Seats, we have a very special guest, 
we are joined by one of the top prospects in the Chicago Cubs system. He is on the MLB top 100 prospects list. It's Brennan Davis. Brennan, how are you doing? What have you been doing since the end of the season? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Um, end of the season, are you talking about Site B? Or are you talking about last year when I had an actual season? Yeah, Let's since, uh, since the end of the um, you know, 2020, like when you were at the alternate site. Yeah, how, how's uh, it been? Yeah. Um, so from the alternate site, I took a few weeks off and just kind of regrouped spent some time with family, kind of cleared the head, and then I went right back into Instructs, caught up with the la- the back half of Instructs. So, I mean, cool. it's kind of been go, go, go. It's a definitely a different off-season for me right now, and um, moving forward, you just have to adjust and make the necessary adjustments to your off-season routine. It's just everybody's dealing with it, so. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, kind of just to get us started here, so just – Let's talk about like when did you start first playing baseball and kind of walks through you know the path uh, path to the pros. Oof! Wow, <laughs> taking it. Um, I've been playing baseball all my life. Um, I definitely didn't take it as seriously as I took basketball. I definitely played a lot more basketball. Um, so yeah, I growing up, I played little league. I played at my junior high. I played at my high school. I never really. I played here and there club ball but I didn't play a ton played a lot of club basketball but I started taking baseball pretty seriously my junior slash more so my senior year but I don't know it was crazy it was just so much easier to practice basketball and financially it was hard to get on a club baseball team where where I was so it was just it was a crazy journey honestly well, yeah, and you were also, like, in high school, an exceptional basketball player. Uh, you guys went to the state championship, and uh, you won the state championship. And I Good. think you – yeah, you won a regional defensive player of the year. So what went into this – what I, went I into – state, state defense player of the year. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't sell him short here, Sam. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so what went into the decision to pick baseball over basketball? Because I could imagine, I mean, two sports you're really good at. It's a tough decision, I could imagine. Yeah, so it was always going to come down to whatever sport I saw myself going further in. So doors started opening up in the baseball world, and that was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of the path that I knew I needed to follow because opportunities were presenting itself, and I knew I didn't give baseball the kind of opportunity I gave basketball, and I knew there was a lot more room for growth, and I could continue to improve and be a much better player than I was in high school. And, um, you know, when you say, you know, opportunities opened up to you, do you mean, you know, you were talked to more for baseball recruiting um, or did some MLB organizations come to you uh, thinking about drafting you? And is that why you uh, veered off of basketball and into baseball more? Um, trying to think back. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up making the area code team and I played well at the area code games and I started getting uh, power five schools reaching out and, and eventually offering in baseball. And I didn't really get that kind of love in basketball. So I was like, Hmm, well, I haven't really given baseball the opportunity to be the best player I can be yet. And I'm already getting 
a lot more opportunities presented. You know, that was kind of my thought process, and I knew if I really stuck to one sport and really gave it my all, I could be, I could be something special. Now, how was your high school baseball experience? Because you hear stories about these professional baseball players in high school that hit 500, hit absolute nukes all the time. Was it like that for you? Was Were you more of a, a late bloomer? How was your high school experience? Yeah, it's um, a good question. I, I think I always hit for average. I think I hit probably 500 my, first, my sophomore year. But that's I, I was playing JV. It's, it's not that big of a deal. And then I hit 395 my junior year on varsity, and then I hit 444 my senior year. Wow. I think combined I hit four home runs. So, I mean, the power wasn't really there. I was a big contact guy. Now, this is an important question. This is probably the most important question we're going to ask you today. On those four home runs, are you a big bat flip guy? Would, how would you rate your bat flips one through ten? I would rate my bat flips at a two. <laughs> a two. Oh, no. That's not very good. Not good, no. I, I don't have home runs because I have a lot of friends whose balls get caught at the warning track after they pimped it, and that's just not the kind of guy I am. Yeah, I have I have one career home run in Little League. I, I pimped the hell out of it, but, you know, I was a stud in Little League. Like, if you – Brendan, if you can become half the player that I was in Little League, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, that that was actually exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was a stud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, kind of steering the conversation a little bit, you know, I, I, what are some of your hobbies outside of baseball? I know you have some pretty cool pets. So mm-hmm. can you tell us a little, about, uh, a little bit about those? Yeah, so I grew up around a lot of animals. Uh, we've had so many different animals over the years. My mom's just a big animal person and we have some land, so it's fun to fun to have different animals. We have an alpaca, a llama, a few goats, chickens. Oh my god, that's two awesome. Two dogs, a cat. And yeah, that's all we have right now, but we've had like peacocks, we've had ponies, we've had horses, we've had a little mini pig. We've had bunnies we've had hamsters i mean you name it that you can get your hands on i think i've had it over the years wow that's it's really interesting yeah i mean i've never had any pets but i mean i I can imagine i mean the responsibility there i mean it's probably you know somehow i can imagine do you think that kind of prepares you for the you know responsibility of being a pro baseball player i mean just (laughs) i mean Pet ownership is a big responsibility, yeah. but I feel like growing up in the household I did and uh, the great influence my mom had on me prepared me to be a pro baseball player over pet ownership. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, you, you did, uh, you're obviously in the pros now, but you did commit to the University of Miami. So, what made you decide? Um, to, you know, not go to Miami and to uh, go straight uh, to the, to, you know, to the minor leagues because a lot of players do say that they weren't ready and then they'll go college and then they'll go pro. You decided to go pro uh, right out the gate. So uh, what went into that decision? Yeah, so it was I, – I mean, that was, that was a tough decision because there's, there's pros and cons with each for sure. And, I mean, it was – it took me, me and my mom a while to discuss, and we obviously had a number, like, in the draft that 
we would accept like that was worth it for me to forego college and start my professional career but it was also a big factor what what like platform I thought I was going to develop better as baseball because getting an education is awesome and I had a 4-3 in high school so it wasn't like I didn't like school but my ultimate goal was to be a major league baseball player and it was always going to be what what route I thought was going to get me there the quickest and the most effective and which which route was going to develop me the best. Yeah, so so once you were a major league baseball player, did you make any immediate mechanical adjustments like right when you made the jump to pro ball that really helped you? Um, first year, they kind of just uh, – they kind of just saw where I was and – they didn't really touch me a whole lot, but there was definitely stuff I needed to fix. And that off season, I definitely worked with Chris Valeka and uh, Coach Carter a ton on some swing swing adjustments and changes and stuff I needed to refine to make me a better baseball player. I mean, anybody can say their swing is perfect, but nobody's ever perfect because baseball is such a such a tough sport. So you can always get better. And, um, you know, among those, you know, small mechanical adjustments, do you think you've made any, what's your like biggest step um, when it comes to your development as a baseball player? Is there something that, you know, stands out to you? Um, I can definitely see gaining, how gaining weight has affected my power output. So that's obviously a plus. I think I got drafted at 178 pounds. I'm 208 right now. Wow. So I've gained some weight. Um, I don't know. I just kind of try to do everything. I just kind of try to do everything. So it's not like I try to specifically work on one thing too much. So I'm trying to be an over, overall all-around player. Yeah, and, you know, in 2019, you know, you hit for power. You hit eight home runs. And you also had a remarkably low strikeout rate only 19, rounding up to 19%, which is incredibly impressive. What aspects of your approach do you think really helped you reach that? Because not many guys at your age can hit for power while, you know, we're make, uh, keeping that low K rate. Yeah. Um, kind of just how I am as a baseball player. I don't like striking out because strike, you can't do anything when you strike out. You, know, like, you can't help the team. You can't help yourself. There's no positives that come with striking out, so I try to make contact early in the early in the count, and I try to drive the ball. But I don't know; it's just the competitor in me doesn't does the best job he can to not strike out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 2019 was a great year for you, but but um, in 2020, or uh, not only was 2019 a great year for you, but your team, the South Bend Cubs, uh, they won the Midwest League Championship. Uh, was that a cool experience? Yeah, it was awesome it, being around that kind of atmosphere and being able to do it that, with that group of guys, the guys I got drafted with and whatnot, and the new upcoming guys. It was awesome. I had a great time. Yeah, and, you know, some of those guys, you know, I was looking on your Instagram, and you seem to have a really good bond with a lot of these guys that you got drafted with and that are on the team. And what do those bonds mean for you, and how do they help you uh, grow as a player? Yeah, I mean, th- those are my boys. So what can I say? Like. It's it's kind of like if I were to go to college, I would have those teammates that like you form brotherhoods with. But instead, I got drafted and went to pro ball, so those are my guys. 
Yeah. And I mean, able to lean on each other through the to, through the rough patches is really what what you need as a baseball player because there's a lot of failure. And I don't know. I thoroughly enjoy being around these this group of guys, and I have a great time playing baseball with them. Yeah. So you not only are a great hitter, but you are really really good in, in the outfield. Four hundred and ten innings without making an error. Uh, so when it comes to, you know, playing sound outfield, do you think there's, you know, one major key that you focus on or is it just um, a lot of repetition? Um, just a lot of re- repetition. I, I, you try – you try to – it's a tough thing to, like, portray in words. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, defense is the only constant that you can have. You can always – be a good defender because you can always hustle. You can always make the right routes, get good jumps because you're locked in. Hitting is the unpredictable part of baseball. So I try to anchor my game through defense. And then, like they say in basketball, good defense leads to good offense. So that's that's the kind of approach I take on it. People might have uh, different opinions on that, but that's just the kind of way I look at it. And would you say that that defense is the part of your game that you make you take the most pride in, or is there another aspect? Yeah, I would say defense and being a good teammate. Yeah. Just being and, a good clubhouse guy. So, so we're obviously training in the offseason and during the regular season. I'm sorry, say that again? So I was just saying that, um, you know, in the off season and in the regular season, do you focus more on hitting or defense? Because you say how you know constant your defense is and how great it is. So, do you put more emphasis on that, or are you pretty, uh, you know, do you spend your time pretty evenly? I would say throughout the off season, I'm hitting just to keep a feel because hitting is such a feel thing, and you can definitely lose it faster than you lose your defensive ability. But Ramping up for spring training, I definitely do a lot of defense to make sure I'm sharp and ready to go. Now, growing up, were you were you a big baseball baseball fan growing up? I was and I wasn't. I kind of grew up in a track basketball family kind of oh. deal. So, I mean, I did enjoy watching watching baseball, but I, it wasn't like I the family was rooting die hard for a certain mm-hmm. team, anything like that. Did you have a favorite team? I wouldn't say I had a favorite team. I definitely rooted for the D-backs, but I kind of got – I kind of – my attention was drawn to, like, wherever Lorenzo Cain was because he was kind of my guy growing up. I kind of okay. yeah. idolized him in a way. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, you know, were you would you kind of say that you modeled your game after Lorenzo Cain or, you know, what do you love about uh, Lorenzo Cain? I just love the way he plays the game. He plays it hard, he plays it fast, and he does little things right. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously in the minor leagues, maybe games aren't as hyped up, but obviously when you have big games, you did win the championship of your league. So do you have any uh, go-to pump-up music? I know that there's a lot of different uh, music go-tos around the league. So do you have, you know, some genre or maybe an artist that you really – like to go to before a big game i'm definitely a rap guy but i wouldn't say i like to get pumped up before a baseball game because if i do that then 
things speed up and in baseball I try to slow things down because you want to keep keep your head level and not let the uh, day, the game dictate your your pace so I don't know I, I try to I listen to rap because I like it not because I'm trying to get an adrenaline rush because as soon as I step on the field my heart's already racing so yeah. it's kind of self-induced top three favorite rap artists top three top three Tough question. Uh, we're, at, we're asking hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> hard-hitting questions. Um, let me go look. I'll, I'll give you an actual answer. Yeah, Pulling very- out his list now. <laughs> yeah, give me a second. I'm prepared. Um, we're going to start with Lil Baby. Right. Okay. We're going to go to Young Boy. Solid. Okay. And then I see people. People might hate this, but I'm a, I'm a little waiting fan. I like I like his wow. stuff. Yeah. You know, young boy gets a lot of undeserved hate. I feel like. Like see, I just I, feel like if you go, if like you're just scrolling on the internet, like people really hate young boy. For like no reason. I like the the beat of his music. He has good beats. Yeah, and like little baby doesn't miss like ever. Yeah, ever. He's just. Goated. He's the goat. Now we know you're a big golf player. What What do you think is the best part about your golf game? Would you say your short game's the best? Your putting, your driving. What do you think's the best aspect? See, I I would love to be able to say that I have a best aspect, but I just don't. So <laughs> I'm whatever's say, working on that day. Aspect. It's kind of me mm-hmm. too. Except. Willing, my willing to come back and play again after. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. You gotta have that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of me too. Except normally, like all three aspects are bad, and like hopefully I'll get a couple shots <laughs> that are good. Yeah. I like to mix it up. Maybe a good drive with a shanked iron and a good chip and a three putt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much how it goes. Yeah. So circling the conversation back to baseball. So I'm I'm a huge Cubs fan. So I, you know, obviously I love the organization. What's your favorite part of being um, a member of the Chicago Cubs? Yeah, I love the way the Cubs do it. They they hire guys that are very family oriented. So it makes you feel at home when you're with them, and the coaches really care about you. And they draft guys that are good people, not not d bags that just care about themselves. And yeah. that's the kind of those are the kind of guys you want to go go to war with and go win win games with. All right. Yeah, and you were at the alternate site this year. What was the vibe at the alternate site alternate site between the players? Was it kind of like like this kind of sucks, like this isn't we're not able to play games or was it a cool experience? Oh, it was an unbelievable experience being able to be around that kind of ex- like experience level of those kind of guys and be able to take reps off of guys that are double-A, triple-A, or up and down from the big leagues. Yes. Yeah, so awesome. How are things, sorry, oh, sorry. Um, so how are things run on a day-to-day basis? Was it a lot of live reps? Was it more drill work? Because, you know, I, I, you don't really hear too much about what was going on, on these, uh, in these alternate sites. Yeah, so I would get there around 10 every day. We would take a COVID test every other day. Okay. So I'd get there, I'd get dressed. I would do my correctives in the training room, make sure the body was right. And then I would go to the cages. We would do cage work. We would do our routine, working with, like, 
our coordinators and stuff. They were always around, always willing to help. And then that would lead into stretch, and then that would lead into defense, and then defense would lead into, like, either a base running drill or, like, a extra work drill, like something you needed to do or the coaches thought you needed to work on. And then that would lead into BP. And then after BP, you'd get a short break, and then we would do live ABs. That was kind of how every day went for three months. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're talking about COVID. And before they started the alternate site, what were some things you were doing to kind of, you know, stay on top of it and uh, keep getting those reps? Um, I was actually really lucky. So I had a place to lift and hit during quarantine. So I was – I was in a good spot, so I was I was ready to go when I got the call. Wow, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Did you have any uh, you know go to uh, guys at this uh, alternate site? Were there you know some people that you really connected with, and maybe uh, some players that uh, mentored you along the kind of weird off-putting journey? <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some guys. Uh, Ryan, my my roommate Juan. I hung out with uh, Justin Steele, Tyson, and Corey. We golf all the time. Uh, Keegan, who else was there? Um, PJ, Dakota Mekis. They're they're all great guys. I enjoyed hanging out with them all a lot. And the guys that I missed, I mean, it's not that I didn't enjoy hanging out with them. They're they're awesome, too. Now, uh, do you have any, like, funny or wacky stories from minor leagues, maybe on a bus ride in 2019? Uh, when you could actually uh, do stuff outside. Yeah. Or do you have any funny stories from the miners? Yeah, we uh, we show up to the uh, Clinton, Ohio, for our for our championship game against the, the Clinton Lumberjacks. We get off the bus, and the entire city smells like dog food. There's a wow big dog food plant like up the road, and it just makes the entire city just reek. Wow, that's really so. Where were you guys playing? Clinton, Ohio, Clinton, or not Ohio. Clinton, okay. Iowa? Wow, Iowa. That's, that's Iowa. really interesting, guys. Who knew? Wow, that's. Don't go to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like like baseball is is it's the one sport where like you just go to the most random places, like like in the minor leagues. Like there's some some of these towns are just in the middle of nowhere. And it's not even in the minor leagues. It's like, like for our team, like we'll go to tournaments where, it, like, literally in the middle of nowhere, all you see is cornfields for miles. And I just feel like, yeah, like baseball is like the one sport which is kind of cool that you get to like go to places that you never go to without it. Yeah. And um, yeah. so before the pandemic, or like literally right before the pandemic hit, you were at uh, the Cubs spring training. How was that? Like, t- tell me about, you know, how that experience was for you. Um, it was your first spring training, yeah? Yeah. So, nice. or like not first spring training up with the big league team, spotty, like, spot games here and there. So, I actually got to go on their Vegas trip. So, that was awesome. Oh, wow. That's I got cool. to hang out with a bunch of the guys. And just being able to see how they go about their business is, was my favorite part of it. And being on the, the stage is fun, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> top three favorite movies. Ooh, another <sighs> another top Ooh, hard, three. Hard hitting question. Man. Yeah, Jack keeps keeps coming with these hard hitting questions. They're brutal. 
that's something I would have to think about. I'm big Will Ferrell guy right now. Oh, that's so. nice. How about I give you my top three Will, Will Ferrell movies? Top three Let's Will go. Ferrell movies. All right. Uh, Got to go with the classic since it's holiday season, Elf. Um, <laughs> I would say... Um, Land of the Lost, and then Semi-Pro. Semi, I mean, Semi-Pro is amazing. I, I never really liked Elf. I don't get the hype around it. I don't know. I like, like it. Oh, come on, I don't Elf. know. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't get Good the movie. hype. I, I like it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to say the other guys for me, hilarious. But. Oh, the other, that's a, that, I dropped the ball. Other guys yeah. in there. I mean, come I'll, on. I'll kick out Land of Loss. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I'd agree with that list. Yeah. Hard hitting question. <laughs> but uh, another question. Um, so, what's a step that you're hoping to take in the near future uh, to improve your game or something that you're, ho- you know, kind of working on? And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, what, what are you just a step you're hoping to take in the near future? Um, I'm always working on stuff, trying to get better, trying to fix mechanical. Uh, lapses or tweaks that i need to make get quicker be stronger be more athletic so i'm always trying to improve my game so i wouldn't say there's anything in specific like fashion that i'm honing in on right now but i'm just trying to improve myself as a baseball player yeah and uh you know when you go about you know improving your mechanics and stuff like that do you use um you know kind of more old school stuff like just i mean videos and you have your coach or do you are you more into the analytics of like looking at every swing and looking at the attack angle and hand speed and stuff like that? Yeah. So I like to, when I'm working on stuff, I like it to be a little more old school, like feel stuff. Cause that's, that's kind of how I'm, I grew up and how I was kind of taught. So when you bring all the analytics into it, it makes you kind of overthink things a little bit, but mm-hmm. I like to be able to, check what i've been doing works with the analytics so i I feel like combining them both is the best possible situation yeah and do you feel like the cubs organization is that something that they're i mean obviously you know the analytics and all the tech that's something that they've been pretty invested in right is so is that like if you wanted to you know get all the fancy resources is that something that the cubs have oh yeah cubs have all the little gadgets and gizmos whatever you need (laughs) have it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, a few, just a few years ago, which is crazy, you know, you were a high school baseball player. All three of us are high school baseball players. So we'd like to ask you, and I, a lot of our listeners too, I'm sure, we'd like mm-hmm. to ask you some advice, um, you know, for high school uh, baseball players like us trying to get to the next level because you're a guy that's found success and, you know, someone that a lot of people would love to listen to. Yeah, so, I mean – I'm going to tell you something somebody told me in high school and uh, baseballs, there's a lot of unknowns, but one thing you can control is your hustle, your work ethic and your attitude. Don't mope around after something doesn't go your way. Don't be the, ever be the last person off the field, show people what you're good at and do it, do the little things right. That's kind of what I think scouts and uh, college coaches notice the most. They obviously notice the guy hitting 500-foot nukes, but if you're not that guy or if you don't throw 99 off the bump, do the little things right. 
All right, really cool. Thank you so much. Um, or, or I have one more question. All right, go ahead. One more question. Are you a big fantasy football guy? You know what? I can't say that I am. You're not. Okay. Because I've been looking out to new people to try to work on my fantasy team because I'm in a very dire spot right now. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm if I win, I'm in the playoffs. But if not, I'm out. So I got a big game coming Ooh. up next week. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I could help, buddy. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's that's really like the only reason why we had you on the podcast in the first place <laughs> to help you, okay. help me with my fantasy football team. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, this you. whole thing's kind of a waste now. Yeah, you just delete it. Yeah, just scrap <laughs> it, scrap it, scrap the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, just one more thing, and it's a simple question, but it can, I think it could be answered in so many different ways. So, I want to ask you, um, what do you love most about baseball? Just you know, that's the question. Simply. <laughs> What I love most about baseball, I love how challenging it is and how it's like a chess match. You could be a great hitter, but if your approach isn't solid or if the pitcher is exploiting a weakness, like they go through sequences, you try to learn their sequences, you try to get the advantage and then they change theirs and then you try to counter and all that. I think that's a really cool aspect of the game and the amount like, I feel like in basketball, you could one guy could take and just win a ball game. So, yeah. basically, you have to rely on teammates, and it's a uh, it's a great team atmosphere, and I, that's what I really enjoy about it. Oh my gosh, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I think that just about wraps this interview up. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure our viewers are going to absolutely love this. This. It was great to be able to talk to you as a future Cubs fan. I am very excited to see you at Wrigley in a few years and see what you're going to be able to do. Um, just really fun to be able to talk to you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me on, buddy. All right, Jack, were you any last words? No, just uh, thank you uh, for coming on. Obviously, uh, we'll uh, track your career and ho- hope uh, I wish you luck. Yeah, I mean – Nothing much from me. Just this was really fun to do. And yeah, thanks for coming on. And hopefully in the when you're in the big leagues a couple years from now, you can remember me telling you just this sage advice. Just if you become half the player that I was in Little League, you'll be a stud. So yeah, it's really all I mean, all that's I took important. it to heart. Don't worry. It's my goal. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Brennan, for coming on. And uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, of course. See you guys. All right. See ya. 